We are back on 99 Pod, and uh, we got our guy, my guy, my boy, and 99 Pod contributor Dino in the building. Dino, what's going on, my guy? How we doing, boys? Appreciate you guys having me. It's always great to be here, and uh, man, let's get right into it. I appreciate you coming on, my guy, and uh, we're going to move on to the NBA immediately because Austin Reeves credits new teammate D'Angelo Russell for never making a wild play. What does Reeves' comments say about the perceptions we have of Russell Westbrook and D'Angelo Russell? And Dino, if you want to start us off, by all means. Well, first of all, if I'm getting right into it, Austin Reeves, I got to say D'Angelo Russell's been kind of a journeyman throughout his NBA career. You know, he got drafted by the Lakers. They let him go. He went to the Nets, went to the Warriors, went to the Timberwolves, and now he's back on the Lakers. However, on this Lakers team, he does fit better. And in the beginning, I thought it wasn't going to be a great fit for Russell Westbrook. I was looking at the way that team was constructed since the day he got there, and I was like, how does Russ fit in with this team, especially with another ball-dominant player like LeBron and a player like Anthony Davis? How does Russell Westbrook fit in this team? It's like I never really saw it, so I knew it was going to be a recipe for disaster from the start. So I think that Russ got treated unfairly by the Lakers, and I think that they just put him in a bad situation where he was destined to fail. And I think with the Clippers, it's going to be a lot better for him. You know, they're a five seed right now. They got a good first-round matchup as it stands with Phoenix. So that will definitely be a big uh, series for all the players involved. And I think that the Lakers are looking a little bit better. But I think that Austin Reeves' comments were a little bit out of pocket because how much of a big upgrade itself is D'Angelo Russell over Russell Westbrook? I don't think it's that much of an upgrade. I know I might get some heat for that. But, yeah, I can't, uh, can't agree with Austin Reeves on that one because I think that was like a – a little bit of a dig at Westbrook where it was a little unnecessary. I think for me, when you talk about his comments and I reflect on the perceptions of Russell Westbrook and D'Angelo Russell, I think is it all becomes fit-wise. It's fit-dependent when you look at the perceptions of them, right? For an example, when you talk about D'Angelo Russell and his seamless transition to the Lakers, he fits better with the roster, with his candid ability to space the floor. You know, we all know he can shoot that three-point shot. So he's more of an asset to the Lakers team and how they're presently constructed, whereas Russell Westbrook, he couldn't do the things that the Lakers needed at that time, and that's why he's not on the roster right now. When you talk about also the fact that they play the same position, but very differently, these two cats play the same position, but they have far different games. One game suits the Lakers better than the other game. And when you talk about the turnovers, right, Um, that's one thing – too, that I think that's what Austin Reeves is coming at is the wild, erratic plays that we tend to get, the sporadic plays that we get from Russell Westbrook from time to time, where he can, you know, um, do the right things, especially on defense and driving to the rack, but then he'll make the sporadic plays. The shot selection is off. He does that. You talk about that and the fact that um he doesn't turn the ball over. I mean, you talk about Russell Westbrook and D'Angelo Russell's numbers, 13% to 25%. So, you know, the sporadicness is what really messes up the flow sometimes. And I think Austin Reeves is actually digging that that part. But I think um, it just comes to fit. When you talk about Brooklyn and D'Angelo Russell, and let's focus on him real quick. When he went to Brooklyn, it we rejuvenated his career because the fit was perfect. They was doing everything by a committee. Everybody touched the rock. It allowed him to do what he do. When he went to the Warriors, he had to learn how to play with Steph. 
and not everybody can play with step. The Warriors want you to move and keep on moving and find the backdoor cuts. You have to do everything else but just shoot the ball. So it didn't work well. When you talk about him on the Timberwolves, especially once Rudy Gobert came into the equation, it wasn't a good fit. When you talk about the fit now, obviously without LeBron James, it's a good fit. We have to see once LeBron James comes back, how he adapts. But when you look at Russell Westbrook, outside of OKC, when he was wanting to show completely, the best fit that he had was on the Wizards where he was operating alongside Bradley Bill because you had floor spaces and he was able to run the show. I believe Bradley Bill that year was averaging 31 points per game. He had like the score record and uh, Russell Westbrook was averaging 11 assists that year. So you look at the assists and the numbers, points per game, and you see the translation, he made him better. So I think it's all about fit. And that's why Austin Reeves came out with that comment, I think. Um, you know, I think Austin Reeves' comments, I think Lil said it best, is based upon play style. Um, it's based upon the ability to uh, space the floor and score the basketball. I think when we saw Westbrook and Anthony Davis playing on the court without LeBron, we saw a lot of positive play. They saw more wins and more ball movement. The, the floor is more space. It's not like everyone's standing around waiting for someone to get the ball and shoot. You know, I think it was way more uh, active movement. I think with D'Angelo Russell, you're seeing that. But his ability to space the floor creates trouble for any team to uh, to defend anybody because the Lakers have a lot of guys who could cut really well. They're very crafty when they once they get into the cup, so they're able to score the basketball in multitude of ways. Rather, it's a layup, dunk, uh, a dish out for an open shot. Um, it's a lot more spacing now more than ever. And it creates a, an easier path. I think when you look at the play style of D'Angelo Russell, he is more accustomed to playing off the ball than Russell Westbrook, who his entire career was to be the guy with the ball. He's the guy dribbling up the court, making the play, setting guys up. And um, when you're putting him in a situation where he's not doing it anymore, you're telling him to sit in a corner, to sit at the wing and wait for the ball. You're not seeing the natural habitat of someone getting the basketball or someone who is just a primarily a scorer. He's someone who sets other guys up. You know, Russell Westbrook, his entire career has been on teams devoid of natural shooters. Um, in the best place that he went to that had the shooters was in the Washington Wizards, who had at the time uh, Garrison Matthews, Bradley Beal. They had the guys who was out there trying to shoot the three from a distance. And so when you when you look at those that those that situation, and then you go over to a Lakers situation that doesn't have natural shooters who don't have a lot of different things on Westbrook is there. Once he got traded, they got Malik Beasley. They got D'Lo. They got a lot of different guys who were able to shoot the basketball from a distance and um, create uh, less of a logjam in the paint, which allows Anthony Davis to go off, which allows Austin Reeves to have his isolation moments at times. Um, th those situations come to fruition when D'Lo is on the court. So I understand what he's saying because it makes his job a lot easier to score the basketball. And I guess for him, he sees – is less contested shots being taken now more than ever. So I can see from his standpoint why he's saying um, less wild shots being made. He doesn't make wild plays. is because everything is more open, so you're having more opportunities for one-on-one -on -one situations that are favorable matchups for the Lakers. And I think for me, when you talk about Russell Westbrook's career, I think Russell Westbrook is the biggest enigma in NBA history. And I really mean that. I know that might be a hot take, but I'm coming full throttle with it. Like when you talk about 
him and where he's been, the journey of Russell Westbrook, right? You had guys that had their best years playing alongside Russell Westbrook. Bradley Bill, he said it and the stats show it. He was averaging 31 points per game that year. He had his best year playing alongside Russell Westbrook. Paul George had his best year playing alongside Russell Westbrook, right? But I think when you talk about how Kevin Durant and both of their primes left Russell Westbrook, you know, Paul George left Russell Westbrook to team up with who? Kawhi Leonard, okay? So it's not like they was building a big three. He left flat out Russell Westbrook, who threw a party for him and all that. Remember, don't forget, this guy threw a party for, for Paul George, okay? He still left and joined Kawhi Leonard, okay? And then, obviously, he was in management ear to get Russell Westbrook back, you know? So I think it's just a big enigma. Like, you think about everything and, and just the plays that left him, the plays that had their best years with him, you know, um, the last thing with the Lakers, he was a fall guy. Um, I don't know if it's – I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the worst luck of a draw when it comes to Russell Westbrook. We know he's a Hall of Famer. If you look at his resume and his numbers and the MVPs, it screams, I'm a Hall of Famer. But then you look at the other stuff and how sometimes he doesn't impact winning because of his shot selection and his ability to not move without the basketball and his inefficiency. When you combine all that, I mean, he played with Harden. Harden left him. It's like, how can I really judge Russell Westbrook? It's the biggest enigma in sports history, in NBA history. And I'll leave it there. You know, real quick, I just want to say that, um, you know, Westbrook, in my opinion, um, he never had any slander coming from any of his teammates. Uh, people said even Juan, every team he's been on has stated that a teammate has stated he's the best teammate they ever played for. Austin Rivers said that when he got to the Rockets. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson said that when he got to the Lakers. Uh, Victor Oladipo said that when he was on OKC. So every situation he was in, oh, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal said he loved Russell Westbrook on on, on, on Wizards. Yep. So it's like every teammate, everybody it has has shown nothing but praise for Russell Westbrook because he's a supportive guy on the team. He's telling guys to shoot the ball. You got to shoot it. Like, I'm not telling you not to do not, nothing in that nature. Even Paul George. He's the he's the main guy recruiting Russell Westbrook to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. So it's it's like all these situations where he goes to, he's a great teammate, but the play styles don't match up because guys are not shooting the basketball. Guys want to isolate. Guys want to do their own thing and shot create and form their own shots. It's not like back in the days when you had a point guard like Chris Paul or Steve Nash and he did dribbling down the court and they kick it out to the shooter and he shoots the ball or he, he dumps it off to the big and they dunk it. They're, everyone's trying to shot create and do their own thing. Even now, when you look at Anthony Davis plays, he's when, as soon as he gets the ball, he's not looking to score right away. He's looking to do his dribble, his post-up moves. He wants to do finesse. Everyone wants to look cool instead of just accomplishing the goal, which is winning the basketball game. So when, when you look at Westbrook, of course, he's not able to do what he wants to do on the Lakers because he's a guy who's a playmaker. He wants to move the ball, get guys open, and make those shots. But when you're on the Lakers team and you got him, you got LeBron, you got Anthony Davis, all three in which they want to do some kind of finesse moves to score the basketball or be the main reasons why guys are scoring assist-wise, it, it's a recipe for disaster. You know, I think in this situation now, he's with the Clippers, very similar, but Kawhi Leonard's a guy who can play off ball. He just wants to get a bucket. He don't care about shot creating. He don't care about none of that. He's going to score that bucket regardless. Poor George, he's more playmate, but most recently he's been willing to shoot the three when he's open. When he gets that catch and shoot, he's shooting the ball. So Westbrook's in a situation now where he has the opportunity to run the offense and get guys open so they can score the basketball and do things in this nature. They have a, a deep lineup. 
to do so. Um, I think the comments Austin Reeves said, like I said, I think people are trying to pinpoint Austin Reeves versus Westbrook. I don't think so. I just think he sees how to force spaces up more with D'Lo on the court, with Michael, with Malik Beasley on the court, with Vanderbilt they just got. And I think he just sees it as an opportunity. Well, not even an opportunity. He sees that he's more open. The job is easier for him to score and for the offense to flow without Westbrook. And unfortunately, that's just a microcosm of him leaving. You know, it's it not a, a disparage of his image or his character or his game, but the court is way different and the floor is, is way more space when Westbrook is down the floor. You know, I, I agree with Zay to an extent because I think that he's is going to be in a better situation on the Clippers. And now you got to look at this Clippers team. If they start cooking real soon before the playoffs start, don't be surprised if they come out of the Western Conference. Anyone can come out of the West this year. And now the Clippers, they got a team. The way that they're going to play, this is going to be scary. I would not want to play the Clippers, especially if I'm a team like the Mavericks, who that's their kryptonite. I do not want to play the Clippers. I don't want to see the Clippers. If I'm the Suns, I don't want to see the Clippers. And they might play each other in the first round. If I'm Memphis, I don't want to see the Clippers. If I'm Denver, I don't want to see the Clippers. They really could come out of the West as like a five seed. And it's going to be crazy to see how they go the rest of the way. But both teams, the Lakers and the Clippers, seemingly improved from the Westbrook ordeal. And I do also agree with Leal in the sense that Westbrook is an enigma, but I feel like a lot of it is the media just treating Russell Westbrook unfairly in the sense that they just want to pinpoint and blame Russ for issues with the team. Meanwhile, look look what he did the year Kevin Durant left the Thunder, and he was really left with nobody. He had MVP season. He was averaging a triple-double. It's like the dude's amazing, and I think he really does get treated unfairly by the media, and sad to see. I mean, I, I think it's not just the media issue. I think um, Russell Westbrook have said a lot of questionable things. Um, you know, he gave Frank Vogel, the former coach of this team, um, hell. You know, when they asked him to come off the bench previously, before he willingly came off the bench then, he didn't want to check the ego at the door. He fired his agent. There's other things where I can't just pinpoint the media just picking on him. Like, there's an outlet that you're giving them to pick on you. And I think um, also, I'm just not going to clear him off of all charges. He's not going to walk out of here scot-free on the show. Like, yes, I could defend him to some extent and talk about the roster construction and the fit and how his play style could fit with these teams or a little bit of teams. There's not a lot of teams he could fit with in today's NBA. That's a Russell Westbrook problem. If you can't adapt and fit on the majority teams in the NBA, then that's on you. You have to elevate your game. You have to market your game in different facets for you to fit on a team like Los Angeles. Like, adaptation is key. The game has changed. It's more about the fast pace, the floor spacing. You know, you rarely see teams like the Knicks, right, who's, you know, um, just everything is inside the arc. Like, every, the game has changed, and I think the game is leaving Russell Westbrook behind. And right now, I do agree that he has found a home. How long is that home going to be? His career will say it's temporary, but I think he found a little something in the Clippers. Let's see if he's able to make use of it. Ladies and gentlemen, like and subscribe to the channel. Get them notifications, okay? Be patient. Give us 15 to 20 minutes of your time. And if you like what you see, stick around. Like and subscribe to the channel. Get them notifications.